Hey everyone, it's Cadence. Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Life on Point podcast. Today we are going to be discussing taking care of your mental health, and this is from the perspective of an athlete or a dancer, so I feel like that is a good thing to know just going into the episode, but obviously it can be for anyone, really, who would like tips on taking care of their mental health, and I'm going to be going into my experience, what helped me the most. Of course, I usually have five tips or tricks, whatever, to share with you guys, so that is also going to be part of the episode. Of course, first we have to get into our pointer of the week. So the pointer for this week is to not take anything for granted and remind yourself you'll never be where you are right now again. And I know this is really, really hard to do, especially if you are in a tough place, but with changing so much in my life right now, I've realized how much I took for granted and We always will not realize what we had until it's gone. I've learned this lesson over and over and over. I feel like the past couple weeks right before I moved out of my house, I really did try to stay present and be grateful for what I had then, especially with my family. You know, we get so annoyed with either our siblings or our mom constantly telling us what to do or all these chores, but... You really do miss it once you don't have it anymore. I didn't realize how much I was going to miss seeing my mom and my dad and my siblings and my pets every single day. I was so ready to be independent and finally out of my house. But now I'm like, I want my mom. And whenever I go home to visit, which has been twice in the past two weeks, which I guess is better than most people when they move out of their house, but I struggle so much leaving. I'm like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go back. But, you know, it's really just made me realize how much I have to be grateful for what I have, even if I am not necessarily loving it. Even like the house that I lived in, I was so mad I had to share a bathroom with my siblings. But, you know, we're moving, they're moving into a smaller place. If I ever visit, it's like, it's going to be even harder than I thought we had it, if that makes sense. So really just lean into what you have right now and be grateful for it because you never ever know what can happen. So you have to just be grateful for what you have. I feel like I've gotten that point across. So I'm gonna move on to my three favorites for the week. My first favorite has been a new show that I started watching called Blacklist. It is so, so interesting. I definitely recommend watching it. There's so many seasons too, and each episode is like 40 minutes. So I'm going to be watching this show for a long time. It's kind of bad because I get so into it, and then I don't even realize what time it is. And I've been going to bed so late because of it. But it's actually a really good show. It's funny because the first episode is based on this abduction of this daughter of, I think it was like some important like US government person. And they're trying to, like, the FBI is trying to prevent this kidnapping from happening. And so they go and they get his daughter. And she's actually in a ballet class, which is just really funny because uh, my boyfriend was the one who recommended that I watch the show. And I was like, I'm living on my own right now. Like, I don't really want to be scared of anything. And he's like, you think I would recommend something to you that would make you scared? That makes it my problem. I was like, okay, fine. I trust you. Um, but I just started my summer intensive, so, like, ballet every day, and I'm the chaperone for the residents, so I'm responsible for 10 girls, and 
I'm watching this episode where this girl is just being kidnapped from a ballet class. And I was like, wow, you really didn't think that this was going to um, make me a little bit scared. I would say the first episode is the most like jaw dropping. But anyway, it's actually really good and I'm not scared of it. Like I can watch it right before I go to bed and I don't have any bad dreams. So <laughs> my next favorite thing is hot coffee. I guess I haven't been doing this podcast long enough. And if you don't know me, I am a consistent iced coffee drinker. I hate hot coffee. You literally would have to pay me to have hot coffee. But now that I am in a hotel at the moment, I really only have the option for hot coffee unless I want to walk down the hall and get ice. And I know that seems like so simple and straightforward, but I never want to do it. So I just stick to hot coffee in my room. And then at the breakfast buffet, they only have hot coffee. So I've actually been drinking hot coffee a lot and I'm kind of vibing with it. I don't hate it. And then the next one is kind of silly, but honestly, I've been loving just putting one leg warmer on in ballet class. I mean, my calves are sore, but like it also, I don't know, matching like my skirt with my leg warmer is such a vibe right now. It's just one of my favorite things to do. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Anyway, let's get into the episode of taking care of your mental health. So first of all, I want to touch on why I think mental health is so important, especially as a dancer. Your psyche is more important than your physical because it sets you up for the athlete you're going to be. And if you don't have control of your mental, you have control of nothing. I know that sounds like honestly overwhelming because getting your mental health to be up to par with your physical health is almost harder because it's not as straightforward, I would say. And it can just be really hard to figure out and it's different for everyone as well. It's not just a simple like eat this, work out this much, like simpler steps like that. Um, But your mental health really does determine either the type of day that you're going to have and when you're going into the studio every day, it's also determining how you're going to dance. You know, if you view yourself really negatively, you don't know how to love yourself, you are not able to properly work your body because you're being so distracted by all these negative thoughts that aren't necessarily real. They may be real to you, but to the outside world, what you're thinking of yourself is not very true, especially when it comes to body image. But I know like with mental health, there's there's so many aspects to it. And I mean, I can really only give advice from what I have experienced. So with that, I want to get into my experience with mental health. I want to start with my experience back in 2020 during COVID. I think everyone suffered a bit because we were all very lonely. But not only was I just isolated from my friends and my family, I ended up moving across the country to a different province. If you're in the States, a province is pretty much just a different state. Um, but I moved during COVID and I felt very, very lonely. Ontario is where I moved to. I was moving from Alberta and in Calgary, it was a lot more laid back and chill with the rules and restrictions for COVID. And in Ontario, things were a lot more locked down. So it was really hard for me to be seeing my friends back home, being able to go out together and still hang out 
and then I was just stuck in this new province knowing no one. I moved in August so it was just before school was starting and I didn't know how to meet people. It's not like I was dancing yet and you know things were locked down um, during this year as well in like I would say November of 2020. I developed really really bad cystic acne this completely depleted my self-confidence I did not want to talk to anyone I just wanted to isolate myself and dance was not in person either so everything was just in this new house that did not feel like home at all and I literally just wanted to lock myself in my room I did not want to see my family I felt very very hopeless and I really did not have any self-confidence at all. I hated looking at myself in the mirror, if I'm being completely honest. Um, that was just kind of my experience from this started. And I would say I was just really unhappy October, November. And things slowly started to look up for me, I would say, at the end of February going into March of 2021. I switched to a different dance studio, the one I'm currently with, and everything was still on Zoom, obviously, but I felt like I had a lot more focus because it was all ballet. It wasn't uh, a bunch of different dance styles, which is what I was doing before, which is great if that's what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do ballet, and I also went to a naturopath, which helped me a lot because my hormones were like crazy all over the place, and I was able to figure out a way to balance them, which had a huge contribution to my mental health not being good, because especially for women, like your whole monthly cycle is very, very important and determines your mood. And so when you, I already had these outside factors like my skin and being alone and this and that on top of my hormones just being absolutely crazy. So seeing a naturopath really helped me and I did not try therapy or anything like that at this point in my mental health journey because things just slowly started getting better for me. And uh, with that, I started spending more time with family and... I kind of made it through that little hurdle and I was able to go back to dance in person, which was great. And things were pretty good for me. I was back at school normal and yeah, everything was good. Then in 2022 to 2023, this low started for me in about October, November, like November of 2022 up until probably March of 2023, I was very depressed. And I would think that the biggest contributor to this was being on birth control completely changed who I was as a person. Um, having one of the most toxic people in my life that I thought I was in love with and losing my passion for dance was a huge contributor as well. I just didn't know what I was doing with my life and I had one of the crappiest jobs ever. I hated, hated going and I was, you know, paying for my dance and I didn't feel like I was really going anywhere. I didn't feel like I was having the most improvement that I could and that was really tough for me. And I just developed a lot of 
unhealthy habits, especially due to the people that were in my life. I don't want to get too, too into it because it honestly was a really um, dark time for me and everyone could see it. Just a lot of overthinking, anxiety, really bad thoughts of who I was. I, the biggest thing for me, and I don't know if anyone else has kind of felt this, but I felt like I was a bad person. I was like, I, I just feel like I'm a terrible person. I just did not feel like I was doing good for myself or for the people around me because I could see people were upset. I was isolating myself and not spending time with them or not messaging them. And I was just fully, fully focusing on one person and letting them influence my entire life, which I learned from that experience and I am now able to share and spread the word about warning signs and just cutting people out of your life. So that is kind of my experience and now I want to get into how I overcame my mental health struggles, what helped me the most. Again, I was just talking about this, but the biggest thing that helped me was cutting out toxic people in my life and this was not easy and it's also not something I necessarily did myself it was more so the fact that they cut me out and then I had the self-will to be like I'm not gonna message them if they're meant to be in my life a little bit then I will but you know things ended how they were meant to end and I just kind of finally had enough and once I cut that person out of my life for good there were so many good things that happened to me. I was able to invest in my friendships and I met people who I never thought I was capable of having in my life. My relationship with my family became so much stronger. I was no longer distracted from my goals with dance. So I was just very consistent with working hard. I got a new job that I actually liked going to and I finally was just in an upwards direction after that. Another thing that really helped me was just investing in myself, believing that I was the person who was going to make the change for myself. There was these videos on YouTube that really, really helped from a YouTuber called The Wizard Liz, I think is her name. She makes all these videos on changing your life, cutting people out of your life, just so many different aspects, and I would just take full notes of the whole video and this helped me so much it just it flipped a switch in my mind it obviously was not overnight but it helped me slowly take the steps into investing in myself another thing that helped me a lot was finding a good support system there's certain people in your life you might not feel comfortable talking to about your mental health and you really just need like one person that you can go to especially even if it's just for safety measures but I also wouldn't recommend only relying on one person because it's also I feel like not healthy to only have one person that you're constantly going to it puts a lot on them and it also makes you very reliable on that person which isn't always a bad thing but it can make you over rely on someone when you need to be able to rely on yourself. Another thing that helped me was going to therapy. And this was very scary for me. I had never been to therapy. It was something I felt like I had to try. 
I only went, I think, three or four times, and I had kind of already started doing better, and it's very expensive. Therapy is insanely expensive, so I just used what I had for my health benefits, and then I was kind of like, well, I don't, like, necessarily need it, but it definitely was helpful. She had really good techniques to get myself out of a low point, so that was helpful. I think it was hard for me because I didn't fully expect therapy to be what it was. Like, I totally forgot about the fact that she had to get to know me and know what I was struggling with before she could help me, and it was very hard to fully open up and be vulnerable with someone who I have no idea who they are, and... I always feel like my personality can be a little bit overwhelming, so it was definitely a different experience. It's, it was not a bad experience. It did not make me upset. I think it did help, for sure, and it's something to try when you're at that point where you don't know what else to do to help your mental health, so I wouldn't say everyone has to go to therapy to get better, but it's definitely worth looking into, especially if you're able to afford it. There's lots of online therapy options I kind of had looked into and something else I had done was do a like first free session with a therapist which was just a 10 to 15 minute ask questions, ask what they specialize in, tell them a very small summary of your situation and see if they would kind of be a good fit. I just did these over Zoom and I could kind of see if, okay, I like this person, this person could be a good fit. And I think I tried maybe three or four different people until I decided on the therapist that I wanted to go with. And then you were, I was able to do these Zoom sessions with them and then I could go in person for my first actual session. Moving on with that, another thing that helped me was just focusing on basic human needs. Like, skincare, <laughs> showering, getting enough sleep, like, you kind of forget about these things when you get into such a bad mental loop, when you can just, like, focus on these small little things that help you stay healthy, and they're actually beneficial, they're so, so simple, but they're there for a reason, so don't forget about them, because it can be very easy to not want to shower, or not want to clean your room, but there's a reason that we do those things every day when we are in a good place. And then the last thing that I found that really helped me was allowing myself to feel all of my emotions, but then moving on from them. I let myself feel for one night. If I needed to bawl my eyes out, I let myself do that. I did not shame myself for crying or for feeling the way that I did. But guess what? I got to feel that way and then I moved on because I let all my emotions out. And then I said, okay, I'm done with this emotion. Whenever whenever I would stop crying, I was like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. We're gonna move on from this. And that way, I didn't let things bottle up inside. I just let them out and felt them. Or I ranted to my friend on the phone and cried whatever I needed to do. Here are five ways to take care of your mental health. The first one is having a consistent night and morning routine. Routines help so much with your mental health because you don't really have to think about what to do or how to take care of yourself. You just get into the habit of having a routine. I will say for me, I definitely had a more consistent morning routine, which helped me set up my day well. The night routine was a little bit more difficult to make consistent because usually I would be hanging out with people or certain things just out of your control can kind of happen more at night. 
So I would say to focus first on having a morning routine because that is more within your control. For me, my morning routine really just consisted of healthy habits like making my bed, doing my gratitude journal, having a coffee, just allowing myself to have a bit of relaxing time in the morning. Another thing is going on a walk in the morning. That's really good. Listening to a podcast. And then in your night routine, things you could include is having a bath, doing a face mask or your skincare, either making a cup of tea and doing journaling at the end of the day or reading a book at the end of the day. So figure out what works for you and what you have time for and focus on one routine at a time. So if a night routine is easier for you to take control of right now in this moment, focus on that. But I would say majority of people, it is easier to make a new morning routine because you have more control of how you start your day than how you're ending it. My second tip for taking care of your mental health is to delete TikTok. I know. How? How? It is, I think, one of the biggest social media platforms at the moment that everyone is absolutely addicted to. You guys want to know something? I have not had TikTok for the past probably two and a half, almost three months, and I have never been happier. Yes, I still have Instagram, so I occasionally will see Instagram reels, but I do not spend the amount of time that I would spend on TikTok as I do on Instagram reels. I maybe will watch 10 minutes worth of Instagram reels, not even every day, like every other day, if that. And I think that's just because my brain doesn't really associate Instagram with this like instant 15 second videos or whatever. And I also have found that Instagram doesn't show as much negative reels as much as TikTok kind of, I don't know if TikTok is just less uncensored, but I found for me on TikTok, there was just a lot of negative things I would see on there, whether that was people talking about their eating disorders or people talking about trying to relate to people on certain mental health illnesses that I feel like we should not be trying to relate to. Of course, there's great things that you see on TikTok, but I feel like you don't have control enough over what you're viewing and what you're seeing, and it's so easy to stay on TikTok for literally hours at a time. It wastes so much time, and it is so bad for your mental health. So please, please, please delete TikTok. I promise you are strong. There was multiple times where I would delete the app and then re-download it, but I kind of eventually just had enough, and now I don't even want to get it. Like, I do not have the want to be on TikTok. I miss making TikTok videos. I feel like I reached more people on TikTok, so... I might eventually get back on there just to post videos, but I feel like I'm still a little bit to the point where I could spend too much time on it, so I feel like I need more time before I know for sure that I would just be able to post on there and not scroll on TikTok. It's so, so easy to get sucked into. My next tip is to get all of your feelings out on paper. Yes, I'm talking about journaling. I know this one is like a little bit cliche with the mental health thing, but it actually does help a lot. Like just being able to get everything that you're thinking out on paper, especially before bed, was a relief for me. And if I was having a really low self-esteem moment, I was able to just talk about it. Your journal is not judging you. You're just getting everything out of your head. It sometimes would help me stop overthinking, but not all the time. 
I just found it was a really good way to unwind at the end of the day. Or if I woke up just in a poopy mood, too, I could just journal about it. And I would kind of start talking to myself to work myself up with the courage to, you know, this is going to be a good day. We just have to get out of bed. We got to start the day. Every Not every day went like that, obviously. But if I was journaling, I kind of would start to talk myself down from whatever overwhelming feeling that I was, or emotion that I was getting. My fourth tip is to cut any negative influences out of your life, because who you surround yourself with forms who you are. And some people disagree with this. I, you know, I've brought it up in conversation with people before, and they're like, no, like, you have control over who you are, but have you guys ever noticed, when you're around someone, even just for a week, you pick up small little habits or things that they say. So why would you want to have someone in your life who is very unhealthy or says terrible things? Say you're with someone all the time who's always gossiping or they're always putting themselves in terrible situations. Why would you want to be around that person all the time? Most of the time, if you still want to be around that person, it's because you have an unhealthy form of attachment to them. They literally change your perception on how you look at people and you're like, I've never thought of people like that. I hope I'm not the only one who feels this. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes with other people who start hanging out with someone and then, you know, it's the whole thing about peer pressure. Anyway, I could go on a tangent about this forever because <laughs> this was the biggest thing that helped me get out of my slump. Moving on. My last and final tip is to make yourself a reliable support system for yourself so that you don't have to rely on outside sources to make you happy. I kind of touched on this earlier in the episode. Of course you need to lean on people when you're in a really tough spot. When you are in a really low spot, you will definitely not always have the ability to pull it out of yourself, to be there for yourself. So you do need to lean on people, but don't get attached to leaning on those people, if that makes sense. Once you're in a spot where you're able to work on yourself, you need to work on being able to be there for yourself. Because at the end of the day... You are the only person you can rely on. I don't know if that sounds terrible to say, but because people are amazing and you obviously can have amazing people in your life, but at the end of the day, you need to know that you are there for you and you are able to make whatever you want to happen for yourself and not relying on other people to make anything happen for you or make you feel a certain way. Of course, I know it's a lot easier to calm yourself down or to get yourself out of a slump when there's someone else there doing it for you. Even just a simple hug. And that's great. And it's amazing to have those sources to calm you down. But you can't always rely on that. You have to eventually be able to rely on yourself. And this is a long process. I don't think I'm even fully there. I have moments where I'm like, I need someone to help me through this. But working on myself, investing in myself, helped me to learn how to be there for me. So, with all of this being said, I really hope that you guys take your mental health seriously. Don't get too caught up in thinking this is how you are going to feel forever, because it's not. And I know that, because I survived something I did not think I was ever going to get out of. I thought the way I was feeling is how I was going to feel for the rest of my life. I thought there was just something wrong with my brain. I got to a point where I was like, well, this is, I guess this is just who I am. And it definitely was not. I, I found my way out. I, it took a while, but I did. 
and that's all that matters. I really do hope that this episode helped you guys, and if you're going through a tough time, I promise you are going to get through it. Really just try to force yourself to use the tactics that I've shared with you in this episode. It's going to make you a stronger person. It's going to make you a happier person. And most of all, it's going to make you a better person and it's going to help you with your goals. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this episode. I hope to see you guys tune in next week. Make sure to subscribe so you guys don't miss my weekly episodes. You can find me on more social media platforms that are linked down below and I will talk to you guys next week.